come back to Amid Yomi. Today we're learning Dafid Chesam and Aleph with this to bring all the hostages home and all of the Jewish people, all of the Am Yisraeli should be safe. And we are continuing to learn why there are a particular order of the, the of various brachos within Shmon Esrei. Why does Birchas Kohanim come after Hoda, after Modim? Says the Gemara, let's look at the Pasik, the Ksiv, Yisaran at Yadav, and Aaron raises his hand, Elam, to the people, by Varachim, blesses them. And then he descends from having performed the Chatz offering, the Ol offering, and the Shlomim offering. So we see from here. So maybe, again, although the Pasik says the sequence of events that took place was he brought the offering, then he raises his hands and then he descends. But in the Pasik itself, it mentions raising his hands prior to bringing the offering. So maybe you should say read it in the way the Pasik, not in the chronology of the story. It says, he descended from having performed the Chatz offering, because if Lassa did this to perform, Masas, it means to having performed, meaning we're going to go with the chronology of the actual events and not the way in which it's mentioned first in the Pasuk. So we say the um, the uh, priestly blessings, the Birchus Kohanim after Avoda. Um, why, why, we, we meaning we should, we should say, excuse me, right after Avoda, why do we insert the modem in between? Because it says, he who offers thanksgiving, which teaches us that there's always um, um, the carbon toda or some sort of thanks given after a voda. So that, and there you have it. So why are we relying on this verse? I rely on the other verse, meaning the verse that we just quoted that talks about that he descended from having performed the avoda and then does birchus kohanim. Uh, excuse me. He performed birchus kohanim subsequent to uh, doing the avoda. Uh, rely on that pasuk where it doesn't mention Thanksgiving. So it's logical to say, and this is a, a Hashgraphic point, that the service of the temple and thanksgiving and, and giving thanks is all is all one. As in, it's all part of the same serving God. Okay, continues the Gemara. Why do we say Sim Shalom after says, I should place me in the Jewish people and I will bless them. What's the blessing of God? It's peace. Shemar. Hashem yivrechas amo ba'shalom, because Hashem blesses the nation with peace. Says the Gemara as follows: We have, we have first we said that Shimon HaPikuli was Masad there, was or arranged the Shimon Esrei. Then we said no, actually it was Anshe Knesset Gadol. So what's going on here? And after the hundred twenty elders of the Anshe Knesset Gadol, among them were prophets, Tikkun Tefillah Al Seder, they established the Shimon Esrei. Shimon HaPikuli my sister. So what did Shimon HaPikuli? What did he add? What did he arrange? So clearly the sequence was forgotten, and he comes along and rearranged it and said, this is the correct order. Gemara says that once one finishes praising God, it's forbidden to praise God more than the standard amount. From Tehillim, what does it mean? Who can express the mighty acts of Hashem? Who can declare all of his praise? For whom is it fitting to express the mighty acts of God? For who is capable of declaring all praise? I mean to say as follows, that it's impossible to praise God. And in, in a way, it's, it's, it's therefore we're kind of stuck with only utilizing the language of Chazal. You know, the, a, good, a good analogy would be if you go to, you know, you go to uh, uh, someone wealthy, we used to say Bill Gates, I guess now you say Elon Musk, why not? You go to Elon Musk and say, Elon, you're so wealthy, you can, you know, you, I notice you can even afford a shirt. It's like, I can afford a lot more than a shirt. So the analogy is, you can say, God, uh, God, uh, thank you so much for making this tree. And God's like, I made the whole rainforest. Uh, you know, or as we say in Nishmas, you can, you, know, you can fill the entire sea with ink and the and your pen, and all the trees are pens. That's actually not domos. 
like it's impossible to praise God. Uh, it's, it's, and therefore, it's, it, it becomes blasphemous in a way to just praise God. It's like, why are you only praising me for this? So what we do is the Chazal gave us the ways in which we can praise God, and beyond that, we don't do. Okay, next. Omer Rav, Rav Bar, this is going to come up later in the Sefta, by the way. Omer Rav Baruchan, Omer Rav Yoichanan, Hamas Bibashim Chashkadish Baruch Hu, Yosemidai, one who praises God in excess. Nekram and Olam is uprooted from the world. Shnemer Hasyapar Li Kiyadabar Im Omer Ishi Kiyabala. Can God be told that I may express if, um, an abundance of praise? If man says this, he will be swallowed up. Again, this is an Eov that, um, that it's impossible to fully praise God. Furthermore, some Yehuda, uh, a resident of Giboria, and some say he was actually from Gibor Chayel, said, Silence is your praise. What does it mean, silence is your praise? Seem in the Kula Mishduka. Because the best medicine for all is silence. He also Ravdimi Omar Ravdimi came from Babel made Aliyah. He says Om b'Marava. They um sorry when he made Yirida. When it comes to Babel from Eretz Yisrael, Om b'Marava in Eretz Yisrael that expression Mali b'Sela b'Shtukan b'Tisin. A word if a word is worth a Sela, silence is worth two. Silence, as they say, is golden. Okay, let's move on. Although we shouldn't forget that one. Says the Gemara as follows: Karl Alpet Loyotza. The Mishnah says if one recites uh, uh, Megillah by heart, they don't fulfill their obligation. We know, and how do we know you have to recite Megillah in text? You can't say it by heart. Amrava Isa Zechira Zechira. So we have a Gzera Shava um, linking the words Zechira to Zechira to, to commemorate to commemorate. The, the uh, Megillah says Vayom Eilan Nizkarim that these days shall be commemorated. Ksiv Hasam Kso Zo Zikram Sefer. In regards to Amalek, it says write this for a commemoration of book. Malahalim Besefer. Just as the Amalek has written a book, Afkam Besefer. So to the miracle of Purim has written a book. How do you tell me that that you have to read it? Maybe just to write in the book. Just means that you have the text written in the book. You can still uh, say it. You can still uh, um, you can you don't have to. You can still say it by heart. No, do not allow. Don't don't think this. Zohar for with a mother that says to remember and Yacha believe you might have thought Zohar is only by heart. Sorry, sorry in your heart. Lo when it goes on to say, do not forget. I mean, it says, remember in your heart. Do not forget. Hi, Um, You're not allowed to forget. So why do we say earlier, remember? Again, so we say remember, so you do not forget. Why we have both? Do not forget means you have to remember it all the time. What is to Zohar then to actually remember? Do you have to verbally uh, say, I'm going to destroy a Malik, etc., etc.? And therefore, we have Zohar. Zohar, just like by Malik, it has to be said verbally. So do we, it has to be done verbally. Just like by Malik, it has to be written to save fair. So do we, it has to be written to save fair. Says the Gemara, Karb Targum Liyotsev. A person reads the Megillah in Targum in uh, translation, they do not fulfill, fulfill their obligations. Says the Gemara, Yechidami. What was the case? In with the Ksiv Karav Gar Levi Targum. If you say the Megillah is written in Hebrew and he reads it in, in Targum, he, you know, he translated how Hanu Apeh. That's equivalent to reciting it by heart. So the text isn't in front of him; he's just translating. So Lo Tzuch the Ksiv Targum Karav Targum. No, the Megillah is written in, in, in Aramaic and he reads it in Aramaic. Says says the says the uh, Gemara, Avakarnas Lelaz Belaz. But we know already. The Mishnah goes on to say, if one reads the Megillah in a foreign language for foreigners, they fulfill the obligation. And we also wrote, well, actually, the Gemara is going to set it up first. The Gemara also writes, if in any language other than Hebrew, he has not fulfilled his obligation. They both say that the Mishnah, which permits one to read in a foreign language, that's talking about Greek. Greek, one can read in Greek, but every other language, one's not allowed to read it in so hey, Chidami, what's the how's going on? If you tell me the Megillah is written in Ashur, it's in Hebrew, and he reads it in Greek, Hainu Apeh, same problem. Then really, he's just saying it, he's reciting it by heart. 
No, the Gil is written in Greek language, and the Gil written in Greek language is some sort of dispensation. Um, there's some sort of dispensation where you can, um, you can in fact, um, where you can read it in Greek. Okay, before we continue to go on, the Gemara is now going to discuss a couple other things from Racha. How do you know God calls Jacob by the title of El? Shnemar, this is talking about when he made an altar, Israel, and he called him El, the God of Israel. So we, it, we, it would seem to think, it seemed to read that he was calling God Kel. But he's like So if you want to read, or he's he's calling the altar, he's making El. So if you if you think that he's Yaakov is naming the altar, calling it El, Yikralo Yaakov Mibayli. This have to say Yaakov called it Ella by Yikra Lo Yaakov El. Um and he called Jacob El, Umakara El, El Kishon. Who called Jacob El? God. Kama, God. Okay, that's how you read it. Mesve, the Gemara has a problem with what we said previously about this distinction about reading Greek in Greek works, whereas every other language doesn't work. Kra Gifteris, Ivris, Ilamis, Midianis, Ivanis. A person re reads the Megillah in Coptic. Ivris. Ivris clearly is not our Hebrew. It's some sort of other language from Abraham Nar from the Euphrates. Ilmolin, Median, or Greek, Loyotsi does not fulfill his obligation. And that's a conflict. We have a problem here because among this list is Greek. So, Haladam, Elaha. No, let's let's read. Let's let's we, we, we made a mistake here. Gift or is a gift. If Megillah is read Coptic to Coptics, Ivris to Ivrim, Ivris to the Ivrites, Elam is Limamin, Elam to Elamin, Ivan Livanim, Greek to Greek, Yatsi does feel his obligation. Meaning the problem seemingly is to read one of these languages to someone who does not understand it. Ihachi, if this is true, the distinction is that you're allowed to read it in any language of presuming the person understands it. So why did Rabbi Shmuel say when the Mishnah gives a special dispensation to read laws to laws is only Yavanas? Really, it's any language so long as you understand it. Rather, the ruler of our Mishnah is the same as our Brisa. That is, all foreign languages, even those one does not understand. And the statement made by Rabbi Shmuel that you can read Greek to Greek, that was not referring to our Mishnah. They were just stop making a statement. Rabbi, um, how did that go? So Rabbi Shmuel, they actually believed that you can read Greek to to, uh, to anyone, even if they don't understand it. But Tani already told us in that goes against his price. That flies in the face of his price. His price says Greek to Greek works, but to Greeks work, but not to anyone else. So what's going on here? How can they go against his price? So Inu They actually passed like Rishimim Liel. That time we learned in the Mishnah Rishimim Liel Omer that books and scriptures came up previously. Are permitted to be written in Greek, so Greek has a special uh, a special power beyond that. That even if you don't understand Greek, it could be you could, you could write it in Greek. Whereas every other language you have to understand it, and they're going according to this. Whereas we have a different Bryce that that links together Greek with every other language, and that they that Bryce disagrees with Rab Ushmuel. Okay, So that's to say So why did they have to spell out his ruling? Meaning. Meaning, because if you would have simply said Allah and they didn't spell out exactly what they meant, you might have thought that we possibly are shimming Gamliel in all areas. Means that shimming Gamliel was talking about in general. In general, one's allowed to uh, write all all svarim tnach in Greek. 
you might have thought, yeah, that applies to everything other than Megillah. Because Megillah, it says, Kiksavam, it says, as it was written. That implies only Hebrew. So Kamash Mulan, therefore they come along and teach us and says, actually, even the Megillah could be written in Greek. Uh, it could be written in Greek. Okay, next. If someone hears the Megillah in Ashuras in Hebrew, they fulfill their obligation. Now the question is, they have no idea what they're saying. Let's say you have someone who has no idea, doesn't know Hebrew, but for some reason, Hebrew has the power that they fulfill their obligation. So the Gemara says, It's similar to those, to women and unlearned men, again, people who didn't have the education to understand Hebrew, even though they don't understand, clearly they, they, they fulfill their obligation. objects this. So we're going to come back to this idea that, for some reason, Hebrew has an extra extra power. Ravina points out, there are other words in Megillah, such as where no one knows what they are. There's some sort of word, and we have no idea what it means. So what does this prove? This proves that you don't have to understand the words. Rather, the point of the reading is to publicize the miracle, so even if you understand Hebrew, the very fact you're all gathering together, so you're fulfilling the obligation of Pursue Nisa. Okay. Kara Shrugan The Mishnah goes on and says if you read the Megillah in a discontinuous manner, you fulfill your obligation. Now, what does that mean? So the Gemara says as follows. The rabbis didn't know what the word Shrugan meant. Shumul Ams to be Rebbe. The one day they heard the maid servant of Rebbe talking. Now, Rebbe spoke a beautiful Hebrew and a very complex Hebrew, which meant that the people of his house picked up on it, and they also were just as articulate in Hebrew as them. So the Gemara is going to record a number of different words where people didn't know the, the meaning, but then they heard the maidservant of Rebbe using, using that word, and from the context, they were able to tell, oh, this is what the word meant. So they didn't know what Tzeruvi meant. Shimul am sedbe Rebbe, the Kamar lahol, Rabban ha'vi ali p'sikle Rebbe, so she said, um, one time they, she's made several turns to the rabbis as they kept on coming into the Rebbe's house over and over again. She said, how long are you going to enter Surugan Surugan? Meaning, all come together. Why are you entering, entering uh, discontinuously, if you will? They didn't know what the word Chalgulogas meant. One time they heard her say, He was scattering Porcelain, uh, porcelain, which is some sort of very woody, um, woody root, uh, um, weed, which is uh, actually has a lot of uh, cornucopia, has a lot of nice nutrients, so you can go find it, and it's ubiquitous in all six continents, not in Antarctica. Now you know all about poralisa, por, por, porcelain. Okay, I must have them chagologus. Now they knew what chagologus meant. Look at the other salsa umerus romimecha. They didn't know the word salsa. Uh, it says salsa, and it shall exalt you. This comes from Proverbs Mishlei. How long you go? This person was playing with his hair. He was curling his hair, and she goes, "How long are you going to curl your hair for?" your hair for. They didn't know what the word. They didn't know what it meant. It says, "Cast your upon Hashem, your Yahav." Once I was traveling, and I with a certain Arab. Druna Tunan, I was carrying a heavy load. Varali, Shakli Hav, Loshari Alim. I said, Take your Yahav and throw it on my camels. So now we know what it means. So the other Rabbanan, my Vetetu Useha, Ete Hashma. What's the word? Ta'ate of destruction. What does that mean? Shmuel Amsebe Rabbi Davi, Armila Haverta, they heard the Mason Rabbi say to her friend, Shakuli Ta'ate Isa Vatati Besa. Take this broom and sweep the house. Tanarabana. Cross Rugan, if Hurst reads the Gil discontinuously, Yotze, they fulfill their obligation. Okay, next, says, says the Gemara, furthermore, Rugan lo, lo Yotze. If he reads it out of sequence, Sirusin, out of sequence, he has not fulfilled his obligation. Okay, 
Reb Mana Omer Rishon Reb Yehuda. Apis Rugen, even discontinuously, ish, meaning you don't fulfill your obligations. So what's going on here? So out of sequence, as you will see in a minute, you read the like the chapter chapter nine before you read chapter one. What is uh, discontinuously? So the Gemara is going to say as follows: A person reads discontinuously. If a person pauses while they're reading, amount to finish the entire Megillah. She must go back to the beginning. So you take a really long pause. And the halacha is like Ramana, name of Yehuda. What does it mean? When we say it takes the, you're pausing for the amount of time it takes to finish the Megillah, does it mean from where you're up to to the end? Or the reading the Megillah in its entirety? Meaning, which one is it? Is it, let's say you're, half, you're halfway into it, so is it from the halfway point to the end of the Megillah or the whole thing? So Yosef says, uh, from the beginning to the end, if you pause when you read the Megillah for the amount of time it takes to read the entire Megillah, you, uh, that, that's, where, that, that's considered Sirugan, and then you don't fulfill your obligation. It's very interesting. He says, otherwise you're subjecting your... Uh, your halacha to varying limits, meaning because it's depending, and we don't want to do that. We like to have uniform. Okay, Okay, another version. Rabbi, we taught the opposite. Whatever Rabbi says, that's with halacha. Because uh, Shmuel generally takes the opinion of an individual lahachmir. Then you have a majority opinion, and then you have Shmuel. Shmuel is going to be machmir. We go like him. Did not and have we know this? We have the following Bryce uh, Mishnah. Shemeres Yuvim Shikidish Achav is Achoso. Shemer Yehuda Ben Besera Omro Omr Lo Hamten Ad Shiasa Achicha Hagod Lemaisa. Okay, what's going on here? So the following case, um, if you do a Mishnah Yomi, so you know this already a little bit. If a man dies and he has no children, and his wife um, has to marry one of the man's brothers, or, the brother, or his brother has to marry his wife. And there is what's called a Zika bond between them until the marriage is uh, consummated or they do Chalitza. If this man has multiple brothers, so there's a Machlokis, if all these brothers have a Zika bond, meaning really the oldest brother is supposed to do it, but all the, but all the brothers do have this bond, and until one brother does it and breaks the bond for the rest of them, they all in a way are quote unquote uh, not betrothed. They have a, this relationship with this with this uh, woman, which means they can't. None of them can go and marry her sister because they have the zika bond to the um, to the, the the widow. Now, uh, the chachamim say the way it works is only one of the brothers has a zika bond, which means if one of the other brothers wants to go along and betroth uh, betroth the sister of the widow, he may do so. The Rav Shmuel says no, that because we assume all of them have some sort of Zika bond, if a brother goes ahead and Mikadesh, one a different brother, uh, the third brother goes and is Mikadesh, the sister, the widow, that's not allowed, and he has and he has to wait until his older brother goes ahead and, and does Yibor Chalitz with the widow in order to break the bond. Again, what we see here is the rabbis were Mekel, Shmuel was Machmir, we go according to Shmuel. Tanarabana. Kishmet bo sefer osis opsukim. If the scribe leaves out letters or verses from the Gelo, karna karma turgum hamitargim. The reader recites them like a translator who translates, meaning to say he says it out, outside. Yotzi fulfills the obligation. Basically, we raise the following objection: Haybom osios mitush toshes o mikoreres. If letters in the Torah, of the Gelo, excuse me, are partially effaced or torn in Rishima Nikar Kasher, if the um, you can see the outline of it, it's valid. Vimla puzzle, it's puzzle. One minute, didn't we just say a minute ago that if Megillah lacks words, then you can say it by heart that part? 
The price which talks about it being illegible, that means the whole Megillah is illegible, and that means, I assume it means 50%, whereas, ha, whereas this price refers to only part, part of the Megillah is missing, missing only part of it. Okay, now you see what we just did here? We're halfway through the omits. We're going to finish up and do a full daf right now. Really, really quickly, let's go. The person skips out of a verse. They shouldn't say, I'll finish, I'll finish up the Megillah. I'll read that Pasuk. Because you're reading out of order, you have to go back and read from that verse and go on. You enter the show and you find that they're already half of the Megillah. Well, you're a person shouldn't say, I'll read, I'll read half of the Megillah with the congregation. Now, afterwards, I'll go back and read the first half. So a person has to read it from the beginning until the end. A person falls asleep, is half asleep. He fulfills his obligation. What does it mean to be half asleep? He's asleep, you're not asleep, awake, but not awake. What does that mean? The Karlai If you call his name, if he's called, he'll answer. He's unable to give a, resp- a logical response. It's kind of yes, uh huh, I'm up, yeah, I'm up, I'm up, that type of thing. Though, if he's reminded of something, he remembers it. Again, you're kind of like half asleep. Okay, that's very relevant. If one's writing Megillah, and while they're, re- they're writing Megillah, they're also reciting the words of Megillah. And if they have in mind, they want to fulfill their obligations. It's per morning, and they're writing a Megillah, and as they're writing, they have in mind to fulfill their obligation. It works. If he arranges each verse in his mind, meaning, and then the custom afterwards he writes it down, what does it work? What does it help if he uh, if he uh, if he just thought of it as he wrote it down? Apehu, he's reciting from memory. Rather, he writes down each verse. When he writes it, he reads it. Says Gemara, me Yatzah. Can a person fulfill their obligation by writing a verse, reciting it out loud, writing a verse, writing it out loud? The law is that you have to have the Megillah's entirety in front of you. A field amount of may issue Yehudis. If you recall previously, we mentioned that we just previously. I'm trying to remember. Uh, yeah, we the halacha. Their halacha is how how much of the Megillah you have to read in order to fulfill your obligation. So there's machlokus. We possibly have to have, read all of it, but some say you have to only read from me Yehudi. Which is, you know, much later on in, in, into the third chapter, into the in, sorry, at the end of the uh, begin the first second chapter, right? Yes, I hope so. Correct me if I'm wrong. It means that even if you think you don't need to have, the, you don't need to read the entire Megillah to fulfill your obligations. You still have to have the whole Megillah written in front of you. I mean, the Megillah having Megillah in front of you is ma'akim. Reading the whole thing might not be ma'akim according to everyone. But point being, if a person writes a verse, then recites it, writes the next verse, then recites that verse, he never had the full Megillah written in front of him. Rather, he must be that he has a Megillah in front of him. And he reads it, recites the verse of Kostal, and writes it down, meaning he's copying off an, an existing Megillah, and that's how he's fulfilling his obligation. Let's say this mission is a proof to Rabbi Rechana. says it's forbidden to write a, even one letter in the Tanakh if you don't have a text in front of you. You have to copy from a text, so you don't make mistakes. Says Gemara, Dilma Disrami Lay Isrami. Perhaps our mission is Pokemon where he had the Megillah in front of him and he copies from it, but um, it's not necessarily required by law. Okay, so we can't bring a proof from here because maybe maybe he just had it in front of him, but you can't prove from there. Anyway, now let's talk more about Rabbi Rabbi's statement that you need to have you need to always copy off a text. Gufa. It's forbidden to write even one letter of scroll unless it's copied from a text. May survey they rate the following objection. Rameyer goes to Asa to add an extra month of the year. And he didn't have a Megillah with him. And he wrote one out from memory and reads it. Thus we see you don't need a copy of a text. Rameyer, Dimikayim Bey, Va'ach Apecha Yerushu Negdecha. 
The Pasuk Mishlei says, and the pupils of your eyes shall look straight in front of you. What does this mean? These refer to the words of Torah. Close your eyes from it and it is gone. Even so, despite the fact that Torah is easily forgotten, they were always in front of Ramirez and he had a photographic memory. Ravchista finds Ravchanadal writing uh, books of Tanakh, not copying from text, as in from memory. The entire Torah could be written from memory. Meaning, really, you could, but the sages came along and forbade it. Okay. From the fact he says that all Torah could be written from your memory, that, what does that mean? That tra tracks that it means that. It, he was able to do it. He had a photographic memory, yet he was not allowed to do it. Yet Romero did do it for photographic memory. So I don't understand. How can Romero do it? Even if he had a photographic memory, it's not an excuse. It's not a dispensation. So Shani, no, this case is a pressing need. There was no other Megillah available, and therefore we waive the Durabanon of requiring someone to read from Aksav in order to have a Megillah. Abai permitted the house of Kharbu, literally to film Mazilza Shalom and Aksav, to write to film Mazilza is not from memory. Come on, whose opinion is he following? Kiatana, according to Fontana, Tanya of Yermi Omer Shem Rabbeinu, Tzilom Azuzah, Nichtov and Shalom Aksav, you can write Tzilom Azuzah by heart, and you don't need to do Tzirtut, we discussed at the Eshen line, the Hilchus of the Halach is not like him, rather Tzilom Azuzah, Tzilom does not require Tzirtut, Tzilom do require the Eshen lines, even in Nichtov and Shalom Aksav, both these can be written from memory, why? My time, Migris Gerson, because the contents of them are very, uh, are, 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 are fluent, everyone knows them very, very well, I wish you all a wonderful day.